Let's talk about the situation with family doctors in our province. It has recently, I would say, become a little bit contentious with doctors of BC becoming more vocal about the situation, expressing some unhappiness uh, with the health minister, comments that he made about nurse practitioners too. And now the premier has gotten involved. Joining us for more on that is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Morning, Simi. Okay, so why is Premier John Horgan now meeting with doctors of BC? Well, because things went sideways with uh, the family doctors. They feel unappreciated, uh, I think for good reason. Many, many British Columbians are unhappy they don't have one. And the health minister, who's usually pretty careful and knows his stuff, during debate on his ministry budget in the legislature, made a comment that family doctors interpreted as an attack on them. So the comment is contradictory, and I give you the executive summary of it. Adrian Dix is in the House. He's talking about nurse practitioners, and he says, quote, I'm not saying they can provide better primary care. So far, so good. And then he says this, but for many people, they do provide better primary care. Not surprising at a time when family doctors feel unappreciated and unloved and under attack and neglected. Um, they interpreted that as a, as a suggestion that for many people, nurse practitioners provide better care than family doctors. And there was backlash. It went kind of all over social media. Dix, who has trouble admitting when he gets things wrong, because he doesn't do that that often, uh, denied saying it, then said, well, you know, you've got to read the first half of the statement. That's what counts. Anyway, it, it goes sideways enough that it's clear the premier felt he had to step in, because last evening at 5.30, we get a press release uh, from the premier's office about a meeting that they didn't tell us was happening in advance. And it turns out the premier and Adrian Dix and doctors of BC met and uh, John Horgan put out a statement basically saying, uh, we love you, family doctors. We need you and we're determined to do something about it. Um, there was really nothing new in the statement, yeah. uh, Simi. Uh, Horgan, uh, you know, this is a problem we inherited from the Liberals. Uh, they didn't do anything about it. Um, the federal government needs to give more money to health care, but by George, we're dealing with this, and we love you, family doctors. And you're going, well, what prompted this? I, they didn't say it, Simi, but I strongly think what prompted this was the blow-up over what Adrian Dick said suggesting that, in some cases, uh, nurse practitioners provide better care than family doctors. So, as you point out, though, like, there was nothing really significant announced yesterday about this meeting. It was just a, we met and we made polite with each other, like we made nice with yeah. each other. Yeah, it's a try to try to fix things up. And look, this this is a chronic problem. It is going to be complicated to fix it. But Dix's comments coming in the middle of, look, Doctors of BC are in negotiations with the government on the new fee schedule, and obviously the fee schedule is going to have to deal with the inadequate compensation for family doctors. So when you're in the middle of that kind of negotiation, the last thing you want is for the health minister to say something that insults family doctors and makes it harder to reach a deal with them. Do you think, you talked about the negotiations going on for the fee schedule, is there a sense that we could get the overhaul that like doctors and other people say are, are necessary to fix what's going on? Well, 
that part of fee negotiations with doctors is complicated. And what the government says is that, you know, the government indicates its willingness to provide an increase in the overall payments to doctors. But the doctors themselves, doctors of BC, have a major hand in how that's distributed. So the doctors themselves have to get involved in this. They've acknowledged that the one of the barriers to becoming a family doctor is you also have to become a business person. You have to run a practice. And increasingly, the overhead costs of running a practice because of rents and staffing, all the things, it's like $100,000 a year is the number they give us. And doctors, family doctors, you go visit your doctor uh, at your clinic. As they say, the current fee schedule is they get paid $30 for that. You know, I've repeated the line because it came to me from a doctor. It was you can't get a plumber on the telephone for 30 bucks. So they have to deal with that, but it's not an easy problem to deal with because the doctors themselves have to be involved in the distribution of the fee. So if they had come out and said, these are difficult negotiations and we are trying to fix it, um, you know, that would be one thing. The other thing is in the long term, uh, it isn't just a matter of setting up more family doctors and family practices in, in standalone offices. In the long run, you're probably we are going to evolve to these new urgent and primary care clinics where you'll go to a clinic and there'll be specialists and there'll be family doctors and the family doctor will know your file and deal with you, but they will also share the overhead through the clinic. So that's the model for the future. Right. But, Simi, the transition is going to be massive and expensive, and it's going to take a long time to get there. And it is not going to offer much short-term relief for the, what's the number we're using today, uh, 100,000 uh, people here in the provincial capital region that don't have a family doctor, a million people in British in Columbia province. that don't have one. I know, that that's going to be the rough part. But, you know, it does seem to me that there's a lot going on, I think, behind yep. the scenes on this. So I... Hope to have a little faith in that. Now, in the meantime, let's talk about the other story that seems to be taking up a lot of the government's attention these days. Is This clearly has escalated beyond what they must have expected oh, with this whole museum situation. They, they had no idea this was going to happen. They dumped it out on a Friday afternoon. They were surrounded by people validating, saying this is a great plan. It's wonderful news. Um, you know, we're going to put a billion dollars into replacing the provincial museum and moving the architecture archives out to a new building and all of that. It was all dressed up as, wow, this is fabulous news, and it just blew up in their faces. The only thing that really hit the ground here in the provincial capital reason was you're closing the provincial museum in September for eight years. And of course, the other thing that went right across British Columbia is a billion dollars for a new museum when can't afford gas prices, the streets aren't safe, can't get in to see a family doctor, can't get into the clinics. You know, I mean, there's there's a hundred issues out there where people can go, I can think of a better way to use the money. So it's gone badly sideways. I, I like the line that our uh, colleague Mike Smith had yesterday, which is <laughs> liberals pack, the, the Democrats packaged this up and dumped it into Kevin Falcon's lap. No kidding. his first issue, right? So yesterday, uh, we went at it again in the legislature in question period. Of course, the uh, liberals were raising this. And what they went after was something that, um, well, in an interview with Melanie Mark, uh, you did, uh, she said there is a business plan yeah. for this. It wasn't released. So the liberals said, will you release the business plan to justify this thing? 
And will you promise that it will be unredacted? Well, she said, we're getting the plan ready to release by the end of the week, and we'll be transparent, so far so good, but she absolutely refused to commit that it will be unredacted. And I will guess, Simi, that they will take a lot of stuff out of that report that would allow us to judge independently whether this is a good decision or not. You know what's amazing to me, Vaughn, is the short-term memory that politicians seem to have, right? That they're convinced that when they do it, it's okay. But when another party does it, like, did they not remember the criticism that the BC Liberals got for the $500 million new roof on BC Place? Like, every party does this, every government does this, and that you seem to forget that when you go to make your own decision. They do. Uh, Somebody yesterday, uh, Bob Mackin yesterday, uh, put out the report from the Auditor General on what went wrong with the fast ferries. Uh, And it's true. It's all a list of things, business plans, blah, 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 blah. Right. And and I pointed out that the Liberals promised to learn from those lessons. And then they did exactly the same thing with the Convention Center expansion. And it screwed up just as badly over budget, all that stuff. Right. So you're right. This happens. I would say there are two factors in it. One is political parties think they're morally superior to the other side. So we're good people. We're doing the right thing yeah, by we're definition. Yeah. And the other thing is they let the polling numbers go to their head. You know, polling numbers are just a snapshot, right? That's, that's how the public feels about you today. A snapshot in time, right? yeah. And, and those numbers go away. Just ask Premier Adrian Dix, right? So it's, it's, but it's fascinating to watch because you're right. Uh, you go back and you go, oh, well, I remember when John Horgan said you really should release business plans or somebody in the NDP said, hey, you should put the business plan out entirely, right? Yeah. When they get in government, we, they did this last year with the business plan for the replacement of the Massey Tunnel. They took all of the stuff out of the plan that would allow you to judge whether they made the right decision or not. And I, we're going to get the plan by the end of the week. I will be astonished if it is unredacted. Huh. I expect that all the good stuff will be taken out of it because that's what always happens. Yeah, that sounds like it. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.